Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Jane. Hey, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. This week, uh, a movie that many people also asked us to do because they were so excited. Moxie. Netflix's Moxie that came out fairly recently. Uh, But first, Jane, what did you do this weekend? Well, Issa, I (laughs) celebrated your brother's birthday with (laughs) you at the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn, New York. We and, uh, um the big news for me is that we we drove from Jersey City and we got a parking spot right next to the entrance of the movie theater. And the only word I can use is astonished. Yeah, it is kind uh, we, of a miracle that that happened. And we kept about it. so th- the theater's on the fourth story. And we like every time we ran up the elevator or the escalator, we would go over to the glass windows and look and see if our car <laughs> was still there and like in the parking spot because <laughs> we were just shocked. It was, a, was it your first movie, like movie in person for pandemic? It was. Me too, me too. I was very, I ate, a, I, I did eat a bunch of popcorn to make myself sick and it was good. It was a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, did you do anything else for Pride or not really? No, I'm not celebrating Pride this year, <laughs> to be honest. I did get ditched by two separate pairs of gay friends. So, but then like didn't get mad at them for it. So that's how I, that's what I did. You forgave your gay friends this pride. <laughs> um, but, but other than that, I, I was I was going to bring up how much Olivia Rodrigo has has been listened to at my workplace because when the high school students in my program come, I like don't know what to put on um, as the adult figure sort of in that in that scenario. And I was wondering if you were still listening to her or if we've all moved on. I've moved on, but not in the sense that I'm like mad at her or anything. I just I listened to that album seven times in a row and then was like, okay, okay, I'm ready. Also, uh, Lucy Dacus or Dacus has a new album out that really kicks ass. Well, I think the high school students are like kind of sick of me trying to relate to them because like one of them (laughs) was finally like, hey, like this person. I can't even remember, but they were like, hey, like this person has a new album. Like hint, hint, like you can play other music. (laughs) Wow. Um, speaking of people who are cooler than me and dress, <laughs> and dress really well, um, you want to introduce our guest? Yeah. Gabrielle Williot is a video producer and editor at Thrillist. She also does sketch comedy and tweets a lot. It's a secret that she does CrossFit. Hello, Gabrielle. <gasps> Hi. Thank you for having me. When you said dress as well, I like looked behind me to see if you were talking about someone else. Oh, <laughs> thank you. No, we, but we follow you on Twitter. Gabrielle's Twitter is really fun. Oh, and she, yeah. she also gives updates on Instagram outfits. So that, that's always like something I discuss with people, too, if they get the same Instagram outfits marketed to them. And then if they're like a scam or not. That is true. I I fall prey to Instagram ads frequently, especially (laughs) during the pandemic when I was Mm. kind of like unraveling. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also went through like a mini breakup at the beginning of the the pandemic. Uh, So I was doing like the, you know, posting hot pictures of myself. Hell yeah. Um, So you can see like my uh, clothing rack behind me. 
all most of that is like Instagram ad adware. <laughs> adware that I've never worn outside this area. Of Hell my yeah. They should market just like a closet to put all your Instagram outfits. Um yeah. <laughs> Gabrielle, we ask everybody who comes in this podcast, what type of teen were you? Mm. Do I have to do it in one word or no? No, <laughs> you can, how, how much no, time you can do, do some keywords. You can do some key okay. phrases. Whatever, whatever Abs- you feel summarizes you. <laughs> I was absolutely an angsty teen. Mm. Um, I feel like that's like a classic buzzword, but unfortunately, I was. I was a theater kid, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I was a unique mix of like um, theater kid, but who was like kind of like too cool for the uh theater kids Mm. I was kind of self-aware that like I loved to be a theater kid but I knew it was like the not cool thing to do that's the best that's you're better than every everyone in that scenario (laughs) (laughs) I I like to agree that I am better (laughs) I'm just kidding no I it it didn't my self-awareness didn't help me at all I I still grew up to be as much of a loser as I was then but um I was also a cheerleader um, oh. but that also doesn't sound like like cheerleaders in my school weren't popular at all they were also losers uh, so I was in this like middle ground of just like being not cool but n- not quite cool but not quite like a, a loser at all I was just like kind of like muddling through and getting by um but doing like a lot a lot of like performative activities mm. <laughs> um so I was, uh, I was on the dance team too. Mm. Um, I did a lot of stuff. My husband um, was like a that. cheerleader in high school as well. And then in college for a bit. And from that, I can only take away that they get a lot of concussions. Like they get <laughs> injured a lot. It seems oh, like yeah. people were just falling on each other a lot. Yeah, yeah. I got kicked in the nose a lot. Yeah. And there's this like very famous story. Oh, no. And I hope this girl never listens to this podcast of my flyer. <laughs> I was a I was a back spot in cheerleading and my flyer just like was terrified of flying and we forced her to be a flyer. I don't know. Oh, yeah. well, she was very, <laughs> very small. And that's why we forced yeah, yeah. her. And, and by we, I don't mean me personally. I mean like our coaches and everything. And they just made her be a flyer and we would just drop her all the time. And I just remember this one basketball game where she was up on one foot in the air and we just dropped her on her fucking head. Am I allowed to swear oh, in this? Oh my yes. God, yes. Okay. We dropped her on her goddamn head and I'm the back spot. So like, I'm the last source of protection. Like I'm the one who is supposed to catch her when, when the, the, the bases fail, I catch her and she just went right over my head onto oh my the basketball God. court. It was halftime and everyone was watching and like, we just the whole squad just kind of like walked off the court in the middle of our dance routine and left her there and then they had to come out and like it was just awful I'm so sorry that I'm it. I'm so sorry that I'm laughing oh my god I, I we have, laugh like, about it all the time she was I very don't laugh anymore though but um, <laughs> yeah, she, she is in a wheelchair but not because of that okay no, okay <laughs> no, no I had, she I had I did have friends that like got injured with cheer stuff and they would just like bite through their own lip or something like terrible like that oh, that yeah. like you know like is like awful but at least it'll heal 
and yeah, we can we no, can at least sort of roast them. We injured her on a weekly basis. Um, <laughs> but I think she's doing well now. She has like three or four kids or something. She so was right. Fine. She was right to be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Gabrielle, and I guess you too, Jane, had you um heard or watched this movie already when we started talking to you or heard of or watched this movie already? Or was it something that like you had been like, yeah, I get because for me, it was like, I guess at some point I'll see it. <laughs> I don't know that I've heard of it. Maybe I saw a trailer at some point when I was surfing Netflix and it like force feeds you a trailer. But I really don't think I know about it before we watched it. Jane. Okay. I definitely knew about it because of Amy Poehler. And then for whatever reason, maybe I'd heard that it was just like fine and then I kind of heard some other stuff. And so then I was like, hmm, I'm not, I don't, I don't really want to see this. I heard some mixed reviews, but I, I do have a friend that like really, um, she loves Amy Poehler. She watched Wine Country and she, um, she said it wasn't a very good movie, but it was just fun to watch like the comedy and like treat it as like not a movie and just like a piece of content that happens to have two comedians in it. So she sort two? of like, or is the second one? <laughs> there My, are many Oh, sorry. Yeah, not not two. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Two people that she loves. Yeah, sorry. Um, there are okay. more. There are more than it's just an two. Ensemble cast. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but I thought that this was sort of gonna be more like that, and I thought like mm. other people in that universe would be pulled in, and they weren't really. So, so this was no. more of like she's trying to make a movie. So, so I had yeah. the wrong expectation. Um, but yes, if you don't know this movie, this is Amy Poehler's second. Um, feature that she's directing after Wine Country, and she also is in it as the mom of the main character, Lisa. Um, it is it is somewhat inspired by her own mom as well, because she is from Massachusetts and was inspired by her mom's accounts of like feminist activism from the seventies. Which, to me, also like I have a lot of friends from Massachusetts, and I know my friend's mom from Massachusetts who was like really excited about the Women's March, and so I like have a very specific picture in my head of like. Massachusetts mom but I don't think it's supposed to be that where is it supposed to be set did we catch that I have no idea so the original book it's based on as well which is some young adult book is set in Texas which is a more to me like I don't know like classic like toxically masculine environment um but I couldn't I couldn't like figure out where this was supposed to be and I don't know if I just missed it sort of enjoyed the fact that you couldn't figure it out yeah i thought maybe i thought maybe new england and then i think it was filmed in california so no um my other question to you all was like whether some of the actors in this were familiar to you because i realized um jane do you remember a while back when we watched the like pretty little liars spinoff that was canceled one yes. of the actresses from that is in this. And I was like, where do I know that girl from? And it was that. Which, so it was a lot of... Um, which, she's the, the soccer captain girl. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The actress's name is Sydney Park. Yeah, which I, I really okay. like her. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize I anybody? I, yes. I didn't recognize... <laughs> to be honest, I didn't recognize her, but I looked her up and was like, oh, right. I, I think I watched that. Don't remember a, a single second of it. Um, and I didn't recognize anyone else. Oh, Wait! The hot, the hot guy, and by hot guy I mean her, the main character's love interest, who I found hot. Oh, he, Booksmart. He was in Lady Bird, I want to say, or something, or Booksmart. 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 
Gabrielle's face is like, wait. <laughs> he was just also a skateboarder. That was like that's been like his character in anything. Like hot, racially ambiguous skateboarder. I mean, he's he's like half Asian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were like Not you're very you. Ambiguous. That's your skill. <laughs> uh, that's my skill. Um, I also knew who Patrick Schwarzenegger was. Oh yeah, because, I guess I've heard sorry, of him. I, I have to be careful. I don't know why I can't do that name very well. Um, because he was in an Ariana Grande music video once, mm. and so I googled him a bunch, and he's not only the son of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's also related to the Kennedys. He is a nephew oh. once remo- removed of JFK, um, and so he's just like an interesting guy. <laughs> nobility, <laughs> in the sense, essentially. In the sense that, yeah, he's like the American version of like nobility. <laughs> Also, he has a stupid face that I don't like. He, do- he does have, like, a foot face a little bit. Is he the main guy? The main kid? The main, like, He's shitty Mitchell. guy. Shit yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah. Mitchell, interesting name for, like, the hot, terrible guy. Another interesting fact about that actor is that at the age of, like, 14 or something crazy, he, like, franchised his own pizza place in L.A. And he just, like, has had a ridiculous life, so, like, because of his background and so right, right. I'm always just like those people can never be normal right they'll they'll never Mm-mm. be normal like no. and that's why it's just interesting to look at them under a microscope like they probably hate um I did like the other people in this I liked um the the girl who plays Lucy who is the cool um a woman of color oh. other friend that com- a new friend that comes to the school cool um, makeup girl Cool makeup, um, I, yes. I looked up, I didn't recognize anyone, but I was impressed with how youthful Vivian looked. Vivian's a main girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, wow, this is so refreshing to see like a young <laughs> teen actually playing a teen role. Like I'm sure she's not an, a high schooler, but she looks very young. And I was like, I want to look this girl up and see how old she is. She's 26. I mean, 26 Ooh. is still young, but I was like, God damn, they really made this 26-year-old look like a 14-year-old. She like, looks I the youngest. Believe- yeah. She looks so young. I I, I couldn't believe it. They, they really um she really did a great job in the role. And she was in Little Women. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who she was. Where was she in Little Women? <laughs> I don't remember either, but I'm assuming she was one of the little women. <laughs> I think she was one of the neighbors of the poor neighbors. Oh, the ones who got like really sick and they were like gonna die or something. They were like, let's bring our Christmas brunch over to the poor people. No, was she? I so then she I wasn't went to a little her woman. Instagram. You don't think she was one of the like No, because the, I know who the, the little w- women without lines? No, I there like her, eight of them. There are four. <laughs> I could tell you all she the wasn't, little women. She wasn't related to Bob Odenkirk. No. <laughs> Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, Girl from Sharp Objects, and um, thank you. Wait, there are more than that. Those are just (laughs) the main ones. No, those are the four sisters. (laughs) We we can contest this later also. (laughs) But um the the other person that I I actually did recognize in this cast was her best friend Claudia, who's mm-hmm. the actor's name is Lauren Tsai, and because she is a Terrace House alum, and my I have a few friends that really, really love Terrace House. Um, so she was in the Hawaii Terrace House season. 
which sounds like a reality show where it's like really wholesome and there's not drama. Is that like the reason people like it? But she's Wait, now I've never heard of this. Paris has, it's like a it's a very like um and it's the anti um reality show where they're all like nice to each other. It started in Japan and like people really like it. Um okay. and has now gotten more popular in the US. Um I do really like her. She was like the only person I liked. I'll say I, that. I liked her. I do think she looked like a 27 year old like she looked her age <laughs> yeah she she looked old as hell and, and they made her dress really trendy too which i think she they were trying to so be like cool. zoomer zoomer but to me i was like you look like you graduated from nyu yeah. um but should we should we get into it yeah let's do it okay, oh okay. one one important thing sorry i think i should add about myself as a high schooler is i dress like an absolute clown <laughs> and, uh, my mom uh worked in retail when i was in high school she worked at the limited do you guys know that <gasps> hell yes yeah. yes so i that used rocks. to literally my entire closet was like the limited so i looked like a, a tiny businesswoman when i when I would go to school, oh god, I would wear like two piece, three piece suits. Anyway, I feel like that's important to understand. Me I would have person. honestly just been like, "You're, she's a woman. Like she knows mm-hmm. how to be a woman." That's probably what I would have thought of you. Because some a hang up I had when I was in school was like, "Oh, I feel like I look so so young. Like I feel like I look twelve forever," um, and just like wanting to look eighteen for some reason. Um, yeah. And you could put on a three-piece suit and have that problem solved. Yeah, I probably still have some of those suits and twin sets and pencil skirts. Wow. Yeah. I'm jealous. My mom's librarian. I came to school wearing books. Just kidding. Okay. Okay. Vivian is a junior with a feisty feminist mom, a BFF named Claudia, and a crush on a dude named Seth, who is half Asian. At school, new girl Lucy criticizes the great Gatsby, saying they shouldn't read so many books by white men. Star football player Mitchell fights back, and later, when Lucy doesn't flirt with him, spits in her soda. Vivian tells Lucy to ignore Mitchell, and in response, Lucy says he's dangerous and shouldn't be ignored. While researching for her college application essay, Vivian discovers her mom's old feminist paraphernalia. The next day, a list ranking the female students on hotness, etc., comes out vivian gets most obedient and lucy gets biggest cunt (laughs) right (laughs) vivian fired up writes a zine which includes a list of school douchebags and puts copies in all the girls bathrooms okay so i think you guys picked a really good guest for this episode because um my high school uh was famous uh, for having a similar incident uh, where the boys in my grade and the grade above uh, made a list ranking the girls in the school uh, for the top 25 hottest girls. And it was like this whole big thing. And um, it made the news, like the local news and all that. Wow. And um, I wasn't on the list. Uh, <laughs> egregiously left <laughs> off the list yeah but, i throw fit yeah <laughs> but i will say um on the other hand the list was like really awful and with the list they like wrote terrible descriptions um oh so when God. i watched this movie i was like very triggered by mm. <laughs> not to wild. use the word triggered but i was like oh my <laughs> god i'm taken right back to high school again 
and that feeling of like being left out because the boys in school aren't calling you hot, but also being so um, like disgusted by yeah. male behavior. It and I I was transported right back to the 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 time. Like it it was so uncanny and how like timeless this issue is, and that boys are still doing this. I couldn't believe it. Um, and yeah. like when when I was in high school, uh, it got so bad. Like two of the girls' parents like sued the school over it. Oh my like, god! This, yeah, I was like honestly good for you like sue those fucking idiots like I don't I I don't remember what ended up happening with the lawsuit I'm sure they settled but um it that is wild it is wild and and honestly this is uh like I said when I watched the movie I was like god damn it like nothing has changed in all this time I know this is just a movie but my first thought was like nothing has changed like (laughs) I want to know where the hottest girl is now. Like (laughs) number one spot. Where's she at? Um, first of all, I don't remember who got the number one. She's not dead. She probably has children. I mean, I can think of like the top five. I can think of the top five. Did you drop at one of them on their heads? Sorry. (laughs) No, but I, the thing I think that, astonishes me about the story too is that something I was thinking about when I was watching this part of the movie was like would these guys really like put that much time into it and like because they had like a little superlative for everyone but it sounds like in your story yes because they also wrote like descriptions oh my god they wrote it was like an entire booklet and they wrote like descriptions for each girl it wasn't just a a, a, it was a zine no I promise you it was insane. And that's that's why the, there was a lawsuit involved because of the descriptions mm. that were with it. It was really insane. I wish um, I could read that so badly. Oh, See, yeah. this is my yeah. problem. Listen, like, I just I want to read it's, it. It's I do on the want, internet. I do want to <gasps> read it, yeah. Send us a link after this. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, um, go yeah. ahead, Jane. <laughs> I, so I have to be honest, which is that I came into this movie with a, with a bad attitude. And I left with a bad attitude because I hated it. Um <laughs> And I feel like the first of all, the movie starts with the trope of the college application, which I'm not against. Like, I'm I'm not against these like sort of useful um, like framing devices of the college app. That's fine with me. But everything is so transparent and like the the messages they're sending. It's it's oh wait, they totally predictable and templated. And do they come back to her college essay? Sorry, just to no, that's that really annoyed me. They never came back to the college essay. Oh, and I were they did. And were they implying that the two best friends were going to apply to the same college too? Did they say something like "see you at Berkeley" or was she just yeah. like "I'm going to Berkeley"? Also, okay. I thought for sure the way they were foreshadowing that Claudia was going to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, I missed that. She was like, "Oh, whoops." She was like, "Luckily, you'll never have to find out." I was like, oh, "She is dying for sure." Oh. That is how this. one of these little white boys is gonna kill this girl he's gonna hit her with his car or something or you know there's i would like it more obviously sort of sort of on that note why did it start with her having like a really spooky nightmare that never sort of like comes back so the movie starts with her like horny for mitchell and hunger games like running through the woods from someone who maybe are not (gasps) mitchell and literally like, the Twilight set. I was oh, like, yes, are we yeah, in Twilight? it literally looks like the Twilight set. And it 
that just never comes back. And like, yes, Gabrielle, maybe if there were more <laughs> violence, wait, there there is a moment where sense. it comes back. Do you oh, know when they're scream, like when they're yelling, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, screaming. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that she's makes like, it, remem- that she's like remember my sense. nightmare. <laughs> okay, I didn't Sorry, know we okay. were allowed to talk about the end this early, so we're not free- supposed to, but not too much. Okay. But yeah, if, the, it, if, um, if you really feel called, <laughs> the referee is going to step in any minute. But but go for it. <laughs> well, I, I heard you mention the screaming at the end, and that was not a good moment for me <laughs> in, in the film. <laughs> Um, okay you should go for it i was gonna say i did there were i think the parts of this movie that just tried to like do stuff without lecturing you were the only parts i really liked and like i did feel the like annoyance of being a teenager and being like what the hell am i supposed to like um write about in a college essay where i'm supposed to feel passionate about something because she seems to be a pretty like chill normal person who doesn't have like that many like weird hobbies so like yeah i don't know what you write about in a college and i remember like during college interviews like knowing i blew some questions that were sort of like that and being like whatever like i unfortunately i'm not gonna make up like a shitty story like i've had a pretty like fine life (laughs) like it just it is it is hard I think that that part of the movie in the start her just being like I don't really have anything going on was actually more genuine to me than like her like getting really into feminism (laughs) yeah Um, I agree with that also I did I can respect like cul-de-sac aesthetic like (laughs) everyone is middle class like money cul-de-sac mold money is like not an issue for anyone although of course they're they're, they want to be intersectional but everyone in this movie is wealthy so they did need to have one guy with like a huge fucking house that has like multiple like habitats in the house um okay uh the other thing i was gonna say is um ike barinholtz i think is his name the teacher the like funny guy teacher he has a thing now where he just like pops into comedy movies and is like, I'm the like funny side character. And it's, I think. Do you not like him? An Gabrielle? okay strategy. No, I, guess. I like him a lot. And I feel like what a waste of. I'm like, him. why is he, why does he keep only doing that? Like, yeah. When, yeah. Well, he's I thought a that writer. was like a big waste of him as a, a character. I don't know. So I know that he and Mindy Kaling are like creative partners and he like, he writes mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with her. But it's sort of funny because I recently watched. Was it Neighbors? Is he in Neighbors? Am I He's making in, that up? Um, the other one, Blockers. Blockers. Mm-hmm. He might be in and Neighbors as well. Like that's also a movie he could be. be in. Yeah. Yeah, and he does. He does. He's sort of like the dumb guy. The same, he, yeah. I do find him very funny. Um, I did. Yeah, think his, his character was pretty stupid. I also thought the principal character was really frustrating. So and like, frustrating. Uh, I was kind of unclear with what they were doing because I think it was supposed to be being played for laughs that like she was ignoring very warranted complaints. Like she was supposed to be obviously like part of the machine and like bad, but like also quirky and weird. And so I wish they had made it weirder and and, like made it funnier because it just ended up being really upsetting. So, okay, so to be clear, if you haven't seen this movie, this movie's about culture wars, about, like, feminism. I think that's, like, basically, if you can't stand that, you cannot watch this movie, because that's, like, 85% of the dialogue is them sort of, like, saying opinions about feminism, and, like, it is, it is, it does sort of, like, get in the way of everything else. But so, Amy Poehler and, um the the main character they're sort of like feminists but i guess the main character in the start is supposed to be really quiet 
or like obedient, but she's also really quirky. So that didn't really work 100% for me. And then I, I do think Jane, like the principal's supposed to be like, this is what a woman's like if she like allies with the misogynists or something. Uh, I see. But like, but Girl it boss. wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, we have Seth, um, the the guy she has a crush on who is like a skateboarder with long hair and is like kind of a cutie and is like a feminist ally. That's, I guess, his character, right? Oh, and it's failing physics. That's the other thing. Yeah, he, he's an ally. He's just like, he, I, I would say he's one of the more empathetic characters or like characters that I felt were genuine and sweet and that he was just trying to be supportive and not not pretend to like know stuff that he didn't. And yeah, I feel, I feel like he was like a cutie pie. I do. And yeah. like crushworthy. I think you already said this, but it, it was just hard for me to get through a lot of stuff that just felt like a PSA scene that was like indistinguishable from like a commercial or something about like, or from like a PSA about feminism. And like, whenever that was happening, I was like, okay, I get the point. Like, let's move on to the next plot point. Um, so like when, when they first start with like new girl comes and main character is like, you should just ignore him. And she's like, but you know that it's more than just that. Like, I'm going to keep my head up. Hi. I was like, okay. No. <laughs> yeah. It, it was also funny how Vivian made like that was like a very uh bad stance for Vivian to take. And then she pivots so hard from that stance to leading Moxie. Um it, it was just such an interesting uh character arc for her to like go from that, which is such a bad take. But of course she's a teenager, like you can't blame her for having that take. Yeah, I don't and necessarily think it's a natural thing for a young kid to not know any better. I think and then she's overnight, to... she's like leading the revolution. It was just interesting for her to be the one leading the revolution, I felt. I think she was maybe supposed to be crushing on Mitchell, too. That's what I read it as. Is like oh, she really? Like, oh. Because she like dreamed about him. And so, like, Wait, she... was he in that dream? Mm, okay. You, think, you definitely think it was him chasing her? Oh shoot! I, I guess know. I'm not. I guess I'm not 100 sure. It looked like a white male, but you're right. It could be oh, him, shoot. and it could. I don't know. It could I, be that like she was just like getting the vibes of like the white guys at the school being like terrible in general. But it could also be that like she was sort of attracted to him, but also like you're right that she was like defending him a bunch. Yeah, I think she wanted his validation and his attention, which yeah. is a normal teenage normal that person is normal. thing. I think, like, they could have leaned into... So somebody, I think, like, asked Amy Poehler about, like, how, like, a lot of her content related to... Or, like, a lot of even Parks and Rec stuff. She was, like... I guess Amy Poehler herself was, like, I really love, like, being earnest because people get, like, so uncomfortable when you're earnest. And I'm, like, yeah, but Parks and Rec is funny because her character is earnest but also, like, crazy. So, like, it's funny at the same time versus mm -hmm. this is, like... They didn't try to be funny. This is only earnest. <laughs> only earnest. Yeah. So I was like, well, people like, um, fuck, what's her name? Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, they like Leslie, her in that. Nope. Leslie, because she's also mm -hmm. just like a funny person. But if I knew someone like that, they would be kind of annoying. <laughs> like, oh, hell yeah. I don't think that's, I do think there's like a certain kind of person who like, is like, I legitimately think people should be like Leslie Nope, the fictional character and like, don't see it as like a comedic character. And maybe that's who would really like this. Gabrielle, you already said this, but Jane, do you have any annoying boy stories from high school 
that this movie made you think of at all? Ooh. So I I can't think of any for me, but I know my sister was also excluded from a list or maybe even put on a list of like ugly girls. And why I feel so comfortable saying that is my sister is objectively yeah. really hot. I'm going to say it. My sister's hot. <laughs> um, so it's just so funny to think about how like it, it's just funny. But also, I mean, I, I don't know what that was like for my sister. And I'm sure it was really unpleasant and i'm glad that she got hot and got her revenge that's all i'll say yeah she's super hot i (laughs) not to continue to objectify her sister she also has great taste in beer um i was gonna say (laughs) this this um this movie also reminded me i had um i knew this guy in uh high school that was sort of you know we were like not part of the cool kids and sort of similar to the start of this movie where they're like looking at the hot people and half envying, but also half being like, oh, they're so stupid, but also being like, oh shit, like I'm not hot enough to even have that as an option. Like this boy was sort of like in a like crisis about hating, but also wanting to be popular. And so one day we were like hanging out with friends and I just have this vivid memory of like, all of us just like chilling and he was like on the computer. It was at his house. He was like on the computer looking at Facebook, like pretty, I guess slightly early days of Facebook. And some of the hot girls in our class had posted like a, just a picture of everyone at a pool party. And they named the album, the sexual Olympics, which I think is really funny. I think it's really funny. Like looking back and this guy was just like scrolling through, through them being like, Oh, these people like, these girls have like no brain, but like scrolling through the pictures of them in their bikinis. And I was like, you have a crisis where you hate women and you can't figure out because they also make you horn. And I just like watched him being like, you can't figure it out right now. Like, That's so true. (sighs) But going back, it was pretty funny of them to say the sexual Olympics, in the title of the, (laughs) of the album. Um, in in general, I was uncomfortable whenever people in this movie were saying woke shit because like it sort of felt like the the people of color in this movie had to just like pop in and like say woke shit and then leave the scene. Um, totally. And they then said, I also, they spoke in slogans. All yeah, of the black I, women kind of spoke as if they were like leading a protest at really, any given moment. They really yeah, they really made them only talk like that. Um I I did I did I guess like the from the beginning like like the focus on their friendship so i guess i guess we can go on and like talk more yeah. about Cla- claudia Let's right do it yes, claudia, claudia one of the few good characters all right at school the next day most girls have drawn stars on their hands as the zine requested hawkeye seth did too but claudia is too intimidated a big boobed girl gets sent home from school because of her tank top Vivian and Claudia go to a party where they feel very uncomfortable, but the soccer chicks bring them into a feminist dungeon where they have the official first moxie meeting. Later, Vivian makes another zine, but when she's distributing it, Seth catches her. He agrees to keep her secret. The zine's next request is for everyone to wear tank top to school. Vivian and Lucy bond at a thrift store while Claudia gets yelled at by her mom and is feeling isolated. On tank top day, big boob girl lectures the teachers on how to dress Oh, on how dress codes are a way to control women. Uh, also relate here. Uh, <laughs> oh my I gosh. was big uh, official big boob girl of my high school. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Got uh, 
blue shirted on the first day of school. What does that uh, mean? It was like our version of getting sent home where like if your boobs were like showing or you had a tank top on, they would give you like this giant blue t-shirt. <gasps> yeah, trauma- awful. traumatizing. Yeah. So this is a tough movie for me. I feel like oh, I need no. to talk yeah, about this it. Really <laughs> <laughs> this really traumatized. This really just hit all the bases. Yeah, it really did. But what I will say is I never stood on my chair in class and protested. I I, I mean, listen, I when I went to the principal's office, I was not happy about it. And I'm not going to lie. My mom did call the principal and yell at her and give her a a what a bl- she blasted her as my mom would put it about like <laughs> you know body image and what uh telling yeah. women yeah that they about you know covering up their bodies will do to their self-image and all that so hell yeah on my mom for doing that but when I saw this girl do that I was like I don't think a high school girl is gonna stand in front of her class and talk about her boobs that way I just yeah. I I don't see this happening gotta say guys <laughs> Can I ask you, were you blue shirted again? Were you ever like, how how often was this an issue? Not after that incident. Um, The lady who would like call, who called the principal on me was old as fuck. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure she just died shortly after that. Cause then I got a new homeroom teacher (gasps) and usually it was your homeroom teachers who would call. Cause they were the first people to see you in the morning. Um, And so she got hers. Uh, and then after my mom called the principal to yell at her, she never did it again. And then at my high school graduation, she apologized to me for <gasps> Really? Yeah. And now look how many Twitter followers I have. So <laughs> she can suck on these big naturals because <laughs> look at me go. So. I do. I did think it was wild that in this movie, the the evil female principal specifically finds their classroom and then goes in and pulls the girl out of class. Like I was very confused by that. Cause it does seem like it would be something that only the homeroom teacher would decide to do, which he wouldn't. Cause he was our comedian friend. So <laughs> it is weird that she like went into the room and was like, I've been watching you all day. <laughs> and also in front of everyone, like you, like it's so evil. It, it's so, so, so cruel. All right. I have a few questions about this movie, which is why doesn't, why doesn't Vivian tell Claudia about her plan? Like there, this is another example of just movies getting best friendships wrong where yeah. they wouldn't tell their truly best friend soulmate, like platonic soulmate situation. Also Claudia is supposed to be this sheltered girl, but she looks and dresses way cooler than Vivian. Yeah. So she dresses really cool. Struggled <laughs> with that. Also um, my first and maybe only laugh of the movie was, when they go to the party and the kid like bikes into the car and goes flying <laughs> i was just like <laughs> um and then i was wondering about this party what a fucking lame party even in worse movies we watch the parties look like so much fun maybe it's just because covid is like changing right now so i personally have gone to parties recently that i'm like looking at this party being like this looks lame but if if Vivian and Claudia are supposed to be scared, there should at least be someone drinking a beer. Yeah, or, or it's like interesting. Dancing. They made the party really spread out, and also yes. like there were not that many people, and you couldn't see what they were doing. Yeah, a lot of the time. I agree. Um, I do think 
part of this is like they just didn't really lean into the comedy of something that could have been funny, which is like this girl has really nothing going on in her life. Her best friend is sort of more interesting than her having, I don't know, volunteered at the VFW. And so she sort of like does the whole zine thing. I think part of it is because she wants to be interesting like her mom. And that's never really discussed that like at the start of the movie, she's like, what do I care about? And then it turns out magic you can have feminism and like i think it's kind of insidious that they don't deal with that because i do think like sometimes people who are bored read jezebel and then get really mad for no reason when like nothing bad was happening in their life um Mm. and then kind of kind of go off the rails like like just getting really really angry um and then bad things just kept happening at the school over and over so Uh, I mean, now I can't say this because, Gabrielle, you just said, like, this happened at your high school. But I was kind of like, I feel like every misogynist news story is happening at this school. (laughs) Exactly. It felt just like I wrote that. It just felt like um, the world we make in that they're sort of listing kind of sexist, like, tropes. uh, Yeah, tropes and, and not dealing with them in a genuine way. Yeah, and it's like, we have heard about these things because they're identical to news headlines that came out. So why not, like, make up something that, like, we haven't heard of, maybe, that you could, like, deal with in a different way than being, like, remember this? It sucked. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, and and I do agree. I also agree with you, Gabrielle, that, like, this girl with the big boobs, like, wouldn't she be, like, pretty shy and, like, embarrassed about it? And, like, I thought the whole point was them to all come together to make her feel less alone. And then it ends with her like getting up on the chair alone. Like why, what if she yeah. didn't, what if she's just like a girl that her doesn't know what to say? big boobs casting a shadow on the entire class. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I couldn't do it. He was just like, oh shit. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> he was, she was going to crush him with her boobs. It is funny because at the start he's, he sees all of them in the tank top and he goes, oh no. And I thought it was because like she was sitting right in front and he like, was really trying not to look at her boobs. And I was like, is he saying, oh, no, because her boobs are right there? <laughs> um, Wait, I do yeah. have another question for you, Gabrielle. D- did you, are we to, so you were blue shirted on your first day of high school? It wasn't my first day of high school. It was first day of junior year. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I was wondering if you were like freshman year, first day, tits oh, out. God. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, my tits were like generally out if I didn't have a turtleneck <laughs> on. Like it was just impossible. Is it like yeah. because I was like doughy in high school? You know, I hadn't like slimmed out. You know, I didn't discover like eating CrossFit well and yes, CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so my boobs were like even bigger than they are now. Um, and so just like anything that didn't come. It wasn't a crew neck or turtleneck. Like my boobs were just like supporting my chin. Um, (laughs) And so like if, if I, any shirt I wore, you would see them. Like it was just like that. And sorry, like, I don't know what you want me to do about that. And like I said, my mom (laughs) worked in retail. And so like the first day of school for everyone was a big deal. And I would go outfit shopping and like pick out my outfit and this outfit in particular, I was wearing like a khaki peasant skirt and a brown cami and um, like uh, 
Do you remember you guys are younger than me, but shrugs? Do you remember shrugs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a shrug <laughs> over the cami. So my arms weren't showing. It was just like I had a camisole mm-hmm. and a shrug over the cami. So it was like a scoop oh, neck yeah. situation, but a lot of cleavage, I mean. <laughs> but not even like tank top <laughs> out. I'll yeah. admit. No, it wasn't a tank top. It was just like, you know. Yeah. Mountains exposed. But you got you, you know. what else are you gonna do? I was gonna ask my question yeah. was if you're telling your if you're describing another girl at school to your mom and you're trying to indicate to your mom that the the girl has big boobs, like how would you word it to your mom? Like how does your mom word a big oh, boobs no. girl? <laughs> she has huge boobs. I would just say it. Okay, okay. Same. I, I would I would say the same. Yep. <laughs> My mom and and me talking to my mom by instinct would be like, she had really big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, just whisper it, especially in public. My mom would do that. So that, that's just what made me think of it because she didn't want to say it to Amy Poehler, kind of. Yeah, they sort of had their own yeah, little like, like a physical. Exactly. Which is doesn't make sense. Which is stupid. It's fucking stupid. OK, um, back to the black women they specifically say the word intersectionality in this movie, but mm-hmm. if I didn't know what racism was and I watched this movie, I would walk away and think black women are different from white women because they're sensitive about their hair and that's it. Like that is oh, the they only, basically... <laughs> only thing. And I was like, okay, Lucy, because... like she goes to the principal about being really seriously harassed by this creep and like they never they never talk to her about like why maybe she feels different as like a black woman at what seems to be a mostly white school um she doesn't talk about if she feels particularly scared or targeted at all instead they're just like i love my hair <laughs> yeah they again they sort of just like take different like instagram captions and like m- mash them all together cuz it could have been something that i was thinking about what if the movie was just about the list like what if they had just like lessened some of the like i don't know unwoke stuff that was happening and just concentrated on a few fewer storylines so it could have just been like the list and then lucy and like mitchell like like mitchell aggressing at her like and that could have been a whole movie like they didn't have to just like take us like give us the play-by-play of every single like racist thing and that's also what made it feel like sort of a psa that they were like, if this happens, you say this. If this happens, you say this. Don't touch their hair. That's what. It, that's literally what. That's like what it felt like, and it, I really didn't like it. Um, and I guess there are very real like growing pains if you are like a white person who has never thought about this stuff before, and maybe like a new person at your school is the first person to like help you think mm-hmm. about that stuff. Um, they didn't even lean into that that much so it was hard yeah another movie that feels like it's for people who've never thought about this stuff ever once in their lives ever yeah ever i felt really (laughs) bad for claudia because i don't think a good way to like bring your friend into this is to be like okay if you're nervous or you have any questions like too bad like if if this is hard for you like too bad like also i'm gonna stop being your friend yeah that Um, relationship doesn't make sense and it's not concluded well and like the only way they show that like she's starting to like get annoyed with claudia is claudia texts her and she's like hey i noticed you didn't like this picture of this bear oh my god oh my god (laughs) i was like did amy polar write this 
Does she think <laughs> that was something I was wondering? Like every time a black woman would like say a social justicey thing in this, and then be like, "Yeah, just 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 talk about her hair or something," or affirm the main character. I was like, "It's weird that Amy Poehler wrote that." I guess I don't know. Maybe there were other people in the writers' room. I mean, I would hope so. Probably. <laughs> we should look that up. Should we I move on? Okay. I should have looked it on. Mitchell gets nominated as student athletic ambassador, a position which comes with a scholarship, but the Moxie gang nominates Kira. Did I get that right? Soccer team captain. The predictable fight between Claudia and Vivian happens with Vivian annoyed that Claudia isn't more involved and Claudia jealous of Vivian's new friends. Seth brings Vivian to a funeral home for a cute little first date. Later, they have a very respectable first kiss. The Moxie girls campaign to get Kira the scholarship, Claudia gets Moxie formally recognized as a school club, which appeases Vivian. And over the morning announcements, Mitchell says the Moxie group has slandered him, but Kara doesn't get a chance to speak. We learn that Seth isn't like other boys when he doesn't want to have sex for the first time in a parked car before a football game. Mitchell wins the scholarship and Vivian gets drunk. At home, she finds her mom with a date and vomits on him. Oh, boy. <laughs> This act is where things got out of hand for me. A lot <laughs> happened. None of it made sense. And this is where I took a bathroom break. <laughs> oh, okay. The was student, it? Yeah, the student ambassador thing. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And what is this made up competition? Mm-hmm. Does every high school have this? No. No. Okay. I mean, I think there are like sort of scholarships, but totally. it would never be like democratically elected Absolutely <laughs> or like not. Yeah, popular- they- popularity elected. <laughs> no, they, they, they were trying to. No, it was like a dictatorship. They were trying to just appoint one kid without a fair vote. And also then they were trying to nominate their friend and she wa- didn't even want to be nominated. And they were they're supposed to be this like. You know, I know she didn't group. like it. Yeah, they were supposed to be this like uplifting f- group of girls that supports each other, and she didn't even want to do it. And it was this very weird moment where they're like, "Shut up, <laughs> shut up, you're doing it." <laughs> they're like, "Shut yes, up, bitch. yes, you need to do this. It's for <laughs> it's for, it's for your own good, and we can't let him win." And she's like, "I don't want to." Do-. Like, it was just a very weird moment. She and sort I- of. <laughs> She hypnotizes her with more Instagram slogans because she says um, that Lucy says to her, like, girl, like, shut up and secure the bag. Yeah, and then get Ki- the bag. And then Kira's like, and then it was all mm, I can handle. Yeah, she's she's, she's like, like, oh, like, I can yeah. handle that, sis. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. why did she just like <laughs> change her yeah. mind? And then the whole thing was all for nothing. And then it made me be like, if that was all for nothing, what what did we watch that for? <laughs> I don't I didn't care about that. I thought she was going to win. I thought we it, did yeah. that for a reason. It's also yeah. like it's confusing because I think they confuse like protesting and activism and like direct action, which is like a tactic with just being a feminist and then also organizing for like a specific thing, like a campaign, which is like different from just like deciding that one girl has to run for a thing. <laughs> Um, so that they sort of mix that all up. And I get that, like, you know, Amy Poehler's like, oh, yeah, we were young. We made mistakes. You should feel okay to make mistakes. 
But also in real life, like a lot of these people would be scared to do these things for like real repercussions or like, you know, like it's never discussed. Like, is Lucy like seriously in danger of Mitchell, like doing something or like being kicked out or something like that? Because like the girl, the the principal doesn't like her. Yeah, the principal like discriminating against her. Yeah, they all call the principal by her first name, which I thought was interesting. Um, And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they they totally like they give us this pretty like you know the friendship is supposed to be the best friendship is supposed to be you're supposed to be excited about it and then she kind of tries to talk about her feelings claudia's like hey you sort of like dumped me for like five other friends and her vivian's response is just like why didn't you go to the protest with me? or like why didn't you do stuff with me <laughs> like yeah. it sucks like i i legitimately did not like any character at that point in the yeah, what did um, we think of the date? I, I so I I was sort of thinking that like they go to this funeral and literally are in a coffin, and this has this quirky aesthetic that this movie in general doesn't have. Yeah, I was gonna say out of I have place. a problem. I have a problem with them doing alt activities, but dressing not alt. That was like my problem with it. Like they're mm. like listening to punk. The he's skateboarding. And they like get in the coffin. They should be wearing like weirder shit. That's my comment. Yeah, and then, yeah, then I'll it would have worked. I came back from the bathroom when they were in there, and my <laughs> sister was watching it with me. And I was like, "What? What? Happened? How did we get here? What is going on?" And she had to be like, "So he skateboards, and they leave this place unlocked, and so he brought her there." And I was like, "What?" He skate like it just didn't line up. What I walked into, I was like, ah, no, I don't. Yeah, think they were so, trying to make it cute, sure. and like it was a long, it was like a very long stretch to try to make something cute, and then it it wasn't like it, it. The payoff wasn't worth it. It didn't really make sense. And then also just the first kiss of, uh, that like bullshit. Like you need to call me a powerful feminist, and then I uh. decide to kiss you. Okay, and yeah. Then, this is this is where they start to really go a little over. I mean, I mean, it was very obvious from the start, but they really like started to annoy me with how they treated Seth in this because, like, yes, like it's nice to have like a boy who is not a misogynist. But first of all, it was unrealistic that he was the only one in the entire school that wasn't an asshole. And then also, like, he's just like a simp, and like that's not that's just like not attractive. Like, yeah. I don't- like just because you're an ally doesn't mean you're like uh, uh I don't know what to do uh, uh. like you can still be like somewhat composed yeah <laughs> it just like, truly uh, falls apart it's not so straightforward as to be like there there are dynamics in romantic relationships that play off power dynamics in a way that isn't just one person showing respect to another if that makes sense Some, yeah uh, and then it also like they didn't they didn't even lean into like giving him personality. So like sometimes they would just put him in situations and then he would be like, oh, oh, I didn't know what I was doing. Like when he's like, oh, I like didn't want to have sex like in the car. Like I wanted it to be special. And I was and like, we're supposed to be like, that's so hot. But I was like, <laughs> why did you create like a cozy bed with like pillows and blankets in the back of your car? And you're like playing soft indie music and you guys are like a little naked. Like what? <laughs> And also, I was like, like why did like he assume they were going to have... There's, it's so yes, stupid. Yeah, it's so yeah. fucking stupid. Like, so many boys, uh, so many people of any gender don't want to have sex in public for the first time. 
And Jesus if you don't, Christ. if you don't, then don't create like a cozy like sex space in the Se- car. A sex that's car, my, a little a sexy sex car. That's my comment about that. <laughs> did you I like when he was like the Titanic like sex like, car? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, we could come back here. <laughs> like if she doesn't win, and I was like, yeah, that's gonna work. Uh, what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say, Jane? I was gonna say that I don't like Riot Girl music. Um, Thoughts? I. I don't think I have any attachment to it, but I will say the like the cute like little girl band, the Linda Lindas getting to be in this was the main maybe only moment that I was like, oh, like, cool. Like I was like, <laughs> good for them. And they like seemed like they were just like really it was like a good set. They were really enjoying themselves. Yeah, I mean, I it's not hugely my thing either, but I understand. Again, like I understand the demographic being like a Massachusetts mom. Mm. It did feel like a Massachusetts mom um, is like dictating the movie. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Gabrielle, do you like Riot Girl music? I can get behind it. Okay. I'm yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. Maybe not in this context, but I like the little kiddos. I don't. I just don't think they should be allowed to be that into ride girl music and then dress very no- normal. She dresses very Delia's, and I say that as someone who wore <laughs> so much Delia's, like I, the the long mm-hmm. sleeve with a tiny little floral pattern. I alternated my business casual with Delia's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a question related to like them like writing shit on their arms. Do you guys remember there was a thing called to write love on our arms from yeah. like 2009 or something? Yeah. Can you like recap to me what that was about? Because I don't remember like what it meant. What I just know. <laughs> I know what it is. I just know vaguely. a lot of like dreamy girls that I knew would like use that as a caption for something. Okay. I think it's either or both an anti self harm slash anti suicide, like suicide awareness campaign. Founded and it 2006. was. And it was just you you literally write love on yourself instead of cutting yourself, I believe. I what if I I might be getting this so wrong. And I wanna say that a lot of like not indie, but like maybe pop punk punk bands were partnered with with this movement. Yes. A lot of girls who like never cut their hair ever that I knew <laughs> would do it. Like really long hair girls and like beautiful cheekbone girls would like do it, but that's what this movie reminded Wait, me of. Wait, were they the same? Was that a not that necessarily? A not necessarily. Okay, it's a Venn diagram, and there were three distinct, like three distinct okay. parts of the diagram. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, Claudia takes one for the team, saying she is behind Moxie and getting suspended. She then gets mad at Vivian for pressuring her and being a white coward. At a dinner with Vivian, her mom, her date, and Seth, (sighs) Vivian is being a little bitch to everyone. She ends up freaking out to her mom, and oh boy, it turns out she's sad about her dad. The next day, she finds a note in the bathroom from a girl who had been raped. Vivian vandalizes the school and, as Moxie, calls everyone to walk out to show support for the rape victim. In front of a crowd, Vivian admits she started Moxie. The head cheerleader comes forward about writing the note and says Mitchell raped her. Seth forgives Vivian. The principal finally takes action against rapist Mitchell and everyone dances. (laughs) This whole thing was a lot. For a lot of reasons. But first of all the relatable part in this for me was ruining dinner by being a bitch. <laughs> I That's did that true. a lot. Um, sorry to my parents. Um, 
Yeah, no, the the putting the note in the bathroom about being raped and then which I get, you know, I, I'm not gonna speak to that, but the way they um addressed the rape announcement in a public forum and then like the aftermath of it was like inappropriate at the least. Yeah. It was like a scene from In the Heights after they were like doing a <laughs> musical number after like, you know, oh. Mitchell's the rapist. And then they're like all hugging and dancing together and a fire hydrant <laughs> opens up. And like, it was just like, the tone was off. Mm. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Very weird. Uh, and also the screaming was strange yeah it's I don't very know. Str- it did stress it's that the whole like 15 minutes which they do just squeeze the rape into the last like tw- 15 to 20 minutes of the movie i was just like really like on edge like i was really uncomfortable yeah. and the screaming was very stressful to me and like they have the girl the cheerleader who was raped by mitchell participate in the screaming and it just kind of felt like scream it out girl and I just didn't. Now you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't like that. And I just, I, it, it was just a weird ending. It, it was, was pretty really gross. W- and then they had, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say like, I think like that, like the other things in this movie we have been annoyed at, but like that, at that I was like, this is gross. Like this is yeah. gross. It was very strange. And then they had like, you know, another, young girl come up who we haven't seen at all and just start speaking i think it was a girl who's talking about her hair um and it just felt like thrown in Mm -hmm. like let's throw this thing in and see if this thing sticks and it was just a very weird scene um truly truly yeah i was embarrassed at this point i also have a theory that every movie that i end the plot with everyone dances is bad there have been many <laughs> movies where I end by saying, and everyone dances. What about Dirty Dancing? We haven't covered that. I know, but like, have you? Okay, anyway. I actually oh, like. Oh, oh, that you that you end in your summary mm-hmm. you're saying. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I actually found the note part. The, the Okay, when she finds the note, I was like, ooh, something interesting. And then I hated the ending. And I was almost like, this could have been a different movie completely where yeah. Moxie is like, helps people. I, but like, I'm like, how could you help her? But anyway. Um, See, I almost wanted her to go to her mom and get help from her mom because mm. it's not like when you talk about being raped, like that's beyond something that like a 15 year old should really be helping you with I I think and I know that like also another 15 year old entrusted this problem to her so it's like kind of you know none of them kind of really know the gravity of what they're dealing with um but like I really thought like oh this is the moment where like young feminist like goes to like you know veteran feminist and kind of like gets counsel from her and and that's a good point like sees what she should do and then it ended up being like all these teens i I don't know dealing with this like very this trauma that like none of them are equipped to deal probably equipped to deal with and it was just like very dark but not like handled in the 
I think totally. in the way it should have been. Yeah. And this is picky, but it, it also kind of annoys me when like when the rapist is also an absolute creep because it puts this idea into our head that people who commit rape are going around spitting in people's drinks. And that's I mean, like, sadly, the the the, the signs are not often that straightforward and, and transparent. Yeah, it's such a cliche. Exactly. It's also like, wasn't Mitchell like, didn't a lot of people like him? And so like, that was another thing where I was like, I, they couldn't decide whether to make him like too shitty or like also popular. Like, I just couldn't understand. Are you trying to say like the whole school is duped and only some people like see him being mean? Or are you trying to s- just say that like everybody doesn't care that he's an totally. asshole? I, Everyone in I this also... movie is an idiot. And I think it would have been a <laughs> lot more nuanced if Mitchell was someone who was nice to people and who 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 seemed nice and lucy maybe saw through that and he maybe targeted yeah. her because she was a black woman she, or because she stood up to him or whatever reason and then or, or she just was saw like, through him immediately yeah, yeah. and she was like actually this guy there's something going on here and maybe maybe vivian wouldn't believe her at first and that could be more ent- interesting yeah also what is up with claudia being like you don't get it because you're white <laughs> which is so true but that's never resolved i know it sort of comes out of nowhere so i i truly feel bad for the treatment of claudia's character because i also think that like it would have been handled badly too even if claudia's character were white and just like not ready vivian was still like a little asshole to her and like didn't explain they don't she at no point is like hey like this zine says this like have you ever like do you even know, like, does anyone even, like, check and say, like, do you understand, like, what revolutionary or, like, intersectional feminism, like, me, like, yes, what does that they mean don't to you? Know. What does that mean to you, like, in high school? But, like, but then the explanation they just have is, like, oh, yeah, actually, uh, I have to live up to, like, the Asian American mo- model minority myth, and that's why I wasn't ready and you're an asshole because you're white. And that that was to me, that wasn't the problem in the friendship. Like right. it was it was just her not explaining things. Also, whenever something like this happens, I'm like, did they never talk about race before? Like they've been friends since they were four. Something For sure. That, and like she knows that, her like, parents. Like yeah, she would something know her that mom. like um Gilmore girls actually they're like very young from a young age like they're 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 like sort of exploring like what it's like to like have a friend with like different cultural Mm. expectations on them in a way that's just like the stakes aren't so high like every single time Mm. and that's like I mean obviously it's kind of easier to do that with a show but yeah um should we Gabrielle talk to- about the wheelchair character? Oh, I I was going to say really quickly, to Gabrielle's point, I also just, like, don't think Amy Poehler ever really gets to parent that much in this. Like, she she does get to be a cool mom, but, like, after, she's a, after Vivian, like, lashes out, she doesn't really, like, get to talk to her. She's just like, leave me alone. I'm mad about yeah. dad. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, What did you want to say about the wheelchair character? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it it felt like tokenism at its prime in my mind. What did you think, Gabrielle? Yeah. Um. I mean, just in keeping with the theme of the movie, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, they did line up like a trans character who's like sad that she got dead named and the black character who doesn't want to win best ass anymore because black women are hypersexualized and then like wheelchair character and like they did just like they were like, this is intersectionality, right? If we just like put all the people in the room. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this we already know this. We already know this, but a movie that is about real people and about a specific situation where we explore how real people react in a specific situation and we don't include every single identity under the sun will always be better than a movie that tries to check every freaking box and they it just it just sucks and it's stupid um i was thinking that this movie could be about the social justice warrior phase that you have to go through before you find socialism and it would be really cool if they had a sequel where she like becomes a socialist <laughs> it could also just be about how like at first you like hear about uh, misogyny or like what feminism is supposed to be and you have the, all this undirected like frustration and so at first you're like yeah sticking it to the man just means like getting really mad but then like later on you can kind of be like okay maybe we should like strategize about what to do and like you know uh make sure we plan this walk out and like see what our goals you know like actually make it become more than just being mad in high school um because then what did they do they all like leave high school and like go off and like be like wow that was wild <laughs> <laughs> like i, I did know. yes <laughs> yeah now I i'm do. sitting at podcast being like that was fucking wild <laughs> I and I and I just believe that happened. <laughs> I just don't think this movie ever like wanted to poke fun at like you know being like a a white like young girl who's like I'm the first person to ever like try to address feminism at my school like totally you everyone know, like, seemed like an idiot. Funny. I was like yeah. <laughs> I was like these people have heard like there's no way that these people are not thinking about these things. There's no way that these like black women aren't having conversations between themselves already. Of course they are. Like, ah! also, what a, what about the whole feminism is actually about daddy issues? Oh, I didn't like conundrum. that conundrum. Although, wait, did I miss that? <laughs> she I was, was like, I'm confused. actually. She was she was like listing to her mom all the things that like her life was melting down, and she was sudden suddenly literally out of nowhere goes like, "And why isn't Dad gonna visit me for Christmas?" Oh yeah, yeah. and I truly like she doesn't even mention her dad in any other part of the movie. You get a picture of him in the photo album from when she's a baby. I <gasps> I guess that's why she was mad. Her mom was starting to date the Agents of Shield guy <laughs> because like. Because who seems nice because like he's not as hot as her dad. I don't know. Uh, she's mad that so, he's not hot. I I actually sneezed at that part and I thought she said, Why don't you want to hang out with me for Christmas? So when you guys are talking about bringing up her dad, now this is all making sense. Oh my god. But it, there's truly no other sentence, which is yeah. evidence. Like, there's no other time. The dinner did have the one thing I laughed at, which is that she gets really pissed off at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. guy and Seth because she's like, Why is no one asking me about physics? And I wanted to be like, like You're being a little bitch. No one wants to talk to you. <laughs> also, like, your boyfriend is like failing physics. Yeah, like, in the other a. scene, the in the other up. scene, he said that he retook a test twice. Like, I think there's a real problem here that everyone's ignoring. 
I think it would have been uh, really interesting if if it's all revealed that she's she's truly just dealing with some familial trauma and she just took it out on all the other women of the school by starting this group because she was like she she hadn't dealt with her own shit so she was like I'll go deal with this I don't actually have any uh real problems in my life besides my parents yeah I did I did um I did I could tell that Amy Poehler didn't really understand that like you know like protesting or direct action like has like also a political theme to it because she like she wrote into it that she's like because when her mom is like what's moxie and she's like it's a feminist club and i'm like ugh, like, don't call it a little <laughs> don't call it a club <laughs> it's just gross also do you can you imagine being amy poehler in that situation and walking up to the school and like your daughter and a bunch of other people are like screaming about a rape like at oh. the school i know and she's <laughs> like i'm so proud of, like yeah. that's what i'm saying they this this whole scene was so off like if my <laughs> child was at a school at, at a school and and like a, a girl was raped like the horror the horror like <laughs> you would feel it was just so off yeah it, she's know. truly like oh they're all like really angry goes, and out of you, class you okay <laughs> You okay, honey? <laughs> and then, like, pats her on the fucking shoulder. It's like everyone's in the parking lot, and your daughter painted like rape port on the Oh my god! Lot. I hate. I was like, "What does that say?" Like, I'm too stupid to figure out. I, also, said, she, I was like, like "Rap a port." Yeah, I, I I still don't know. And she's like I red also, paint all over her jacket. I'm like, you don't look cool. I thought they yeah. were trying to make it really specific. Also, you just ruined Newport. that genuine leather jacket, <laughs> idiot. I thought it was it's Newport, Rhode Island. But oh. it's not Rhode Island. It's not Rhode Island. Um, <laughs> I was wondering how Amy Poehler feels to have made a movie so much worse than Mean Girls. Like, what? What was her? Like, what? When Tina Fey watched this, she was probably like, "Oh, great oh, try, shit. good job, bud." But the thing is, I I do think there's a certain kind of person that can just like watch this movie. I'm thinking of honestly, like a mom, like a liberal Gen Xer. Who can just watch this movie like while doing something else and like hear some of the sound bites and be like, oh, yes, what a good message for kids. I, totally. I think moms would enjoy this, especially yeah. like, you know, um, younger moms who are starting to like learn how to educate their kids on feminism and, and things like that. And uh, I think they would enjoy that or at least find it enlightening, uh, maybe not entertaining. Yeah, um, but but again, like a movie is not for like uh, people should not be learning this shit from no. like Netflix movies, especially it, like, really especially when me it's out. not quite on the note. Like it's not quite Ooh, right. That freaks um, me out. Part You're of me so right like- though that it's just not art. Not that I mean, <laughs> art is sort of a lofty word, but like you're right. This movie is. Uh, pedantic is that the right word? Pedantic. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, like so many of the scenes are just them teaching, which is. It feels like an attempt uh, by Amy Poehler to atone for her sins. Like, (laughs) you know, sometimes there's criticism towards her and Tina Fey that they're not, you know, intersectional enough or, you know, um, it feels like a really blatant and maybe that's more toward Tina Fey. I'm not quite sure. So no one yeah. quote me on this. Well, don't worry. Amy Poehler was still also bad. I, yeah. I also like, yeah. I also, I have, con- I wrote at the end, like, 
not all feminists want a simp boyfriend because I was really mad that he wrote her name on his hand. <laughs> I didn't like Seth as like a lame guy who just like doesn't know what to do. Yeah, I think con- I think confusion is not necessarily equal nice. <laughs> like <laughs> he was just he was legitimately and I would be in that situation just like confused about what to do. Also failing school. Okay, should we should we um wrap, <laughs> wrap it up? up? We should okay. wrap a port it up. Oh rape a port it up. Rape oh, stop! Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we've come to the end where we each answer three questions, and Gabrielle, you can go first. Okay. Hey, is this movie good or bad? Uh, this movie is bad. I agree. This movie is bad. I agree. I think there is a way to like just not listen to it too much and maybe come away being like that movie was fine, but like you would really have to like be on your phone or something and not think about it too much. If you like just don't <laughs> think about it. Um, B, did you like this movie? Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> Had to think about it. I didn't want to be mean, but no. Fair. I I honestly did go in with a really I I was grumpy and I went in with like a hater attitude. So I will say that as a, as a caveat. But I didn't like it and I became more upset as I watched it. Yeah, I I think in maybe the first like third or quarter, I was like, oh, maybe this will be okay, but like still just like a little too obvious. And then I I do think like the second half of the movie really makes you kind of hate. <laughs> okay uh third question <laughs> what type of teen is this movie for oh gosh i don't think it's for teens mm. this is not for teens is that okay. a cheating answer no no you can say that if you i watched this as a teen i would fucking hate this movie <laughs> this is like something they show in health class <laughs> yes to- totally <laughs> You just you do just like um sort of see it as like four moms by moms. Yeah. <laughs> FOMO? Wait, no, foam foam whatever. I can't make that Jane, work. Jane, do you agree? I was gonna say that it's for a teen who's entering like an SJW phase. And and I agree that like most teens these days wouldn't wouldn't like this, but maybe a more sheltered teen who's about to get real annoying. Yeah, I was gonna say like if your teen watches this and loves it, beware. <laughs> like yeah. they're about to like be really <laughs> annoying at dinner. Um, I did like that scene. I kind of liked when she had a meltdown. I thought that actor was pretty good. Uh, Gabrielle, what are you watching these days that's not this? <laughs> well, I just finished Hacks, which I highly recommend. Great show. Um, I've been watching a lot of Z Way. I love Z-Way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any of the new show. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Um, I I was watching this show, uh, this documentary called High on the Hog on Netflix. It's a food show. Um, and my Netflix keeps crapping out in the middle of it. And it's such a beautiful, beautifully done show. Um and I highly recommend it. It's about like the origins of um, black cuisine in America. And I cannot get through it for the life of me. Oh, I don't no. know if it's, I don't know if it's just that title or maybe my Netflix was just bad at the time. 
Um, I think that has happened to me where like something will just not let me access it. And I'm like, I guess I, I guess I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it will not load, but like, I'll get through like 15 minutes and it's really good. It's called, um, yeah, High on the Hog. It's about cool. uh, African-American cuisine and it's, it's a great show so far. Um, what else cool. am I watching? I watched the first episode of Loki, but I fell asleep. I don't Sorry know to like Marvel or whatever <laughs> oh. that is. I think no, something. I'll watch it because I like um, what's his name, Tom Hiddleston. I'm still figuring out if I'm like attracted to him or not. It's like a process. I, <laughs> you need I'm, like, more. I'm you not need sh- more. I'm um, not resources sure. to analyze. Well, because also he's like only in Marvel now, and that's like hard. Like you can't figure out. Yeah, because I don't want to be attracted to Loki. <laughs> Well, I, I feel like I'm only attracted to him as Loki. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jane, what, Jane, what are you watching? Okay, first of all, I thought it was like low key, but then I just got that it's L-O-K-I. <laughs> okay. Um, what am I watching? I started the fourth season of Elite, which might be pronounced Elite. It's a Spanish language show set in Spain, and it is so fucking horny um (laughs) and so explicit it's mind-blowing there's actually a line that i'm obsessed with um writing this down it's a it's like a okay so jane and i I have been watching this for a really long time it is about gorgeous teens at a private school in spain and there's always like some sort of murder mystery or like it's spanish gossip girl with murder yeah and then and and there's like some riverdale aspects but everyone's actually a good actor um and it's incredible okay there's a line where the characters are talking he's like did that make you horny and and one and and what he says in english is not horny horny as hell but what he says in spanish is no horny hornissimo (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm obsessed with it the new characters are like gorgeous they're gorgeous Um, yeah i watched the first episode oh you did okay cool yeah that was that was basically it for me um jane and i also oh, yeah, watched duh. jane and i also watched the new uh fast and furious movie oh, i had only seen it? i had a good time i had a good experience it was maybe like long do you agree jane like we were there for like forever <laughs> it's too long it's also like wh- what i'll say is like that's not my culture um so it wasn't really <laughs> for me that being said like i i I've, i mostly found it uh I mostly found it entertaining. Entertaining, yeah. I do love a good stunt, as listeners of the podcast may know. And it did deliver on that. I think I'm I'm not as big a Vin Diesel fan as other people who maybe like the franchise. Like, I kind of wanted more people in there that could, like, act. So More <laughs> the people? Stunts, there were the so stunts. many fucking people in the movie. <laughs> the stunts There's are every good. actor in the movie. Yeah, There's also every a actor lot. in the movie that's it's true like scarlett johansson or the other one in there no um charlize um, theron and like yeah, least their own insane haircut but she still looks gorgeous oh yeah jesus christ there is a lot of like hugging in the movie when like characters see each other again after a long time and i read something that was like it it felt good because like everyone's like seeing each other again after pandemic so it oh. kind of like matches the vibe so it's like yeah party big stunt cars are flying through the air and then like hug your friend so that's why it's like a good vibe. That's <laughs> an interesting pandemic movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, had a lot of popcorn. Um, 
I also started a first first season or first episode of the new season of Elite. I also watched The Conjuring three. Who was it? I love horror. It, it was not good. However, it was entertaining. <laughs> what I realized is that the Conjuring movies, since they're just doing a fuck ton of them, it's like it's a exorcism like procedural. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll watch them. Like they're not good, but am I entertained? Yes. Do they dress the like lady really badly in all the movies? Yes. It's always in New England town, and they're all loosely based on true stories. And so, and at the end of this one, they play some footage from like the real family. Which is weird. I hope they paid them or not footage. Sorry, just audio. I hope they paid them because it is creepy. They're all it's dead as hell. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Not the Ed and Lorraine Warren, but the, like, the family they helped who are still alive. Oh. Like, who had, like, a child with a demonic possession, allegedly. Um cool. So, enjoy, you know, enjoyed, you know, seeing a bad horror movie. Um, but I, I'll watch it like a Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> Jane, would you like to uh, mention our upcoming movie? The Kissing Booth 2. <laughs> Save us, please. Gabrielle, you will be happy that you're not there for that. But thank you so much for coming for this movie. Even though having me, even though we were all made mad and you were triggered by it, like I'm (laughs) sorry that that that, who could have foreseen we will not be able to cover your next therapy appointment. Um, really lined up on a lot of these plot points. Um, I would forgot you to, to mention that I have my high school diary here in my <gasps> apartment, but Ooh. guess we're out of time, girls. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to come back and just read straight from it. Yeah. Would you like to plug anything? Oh, well, I guess you can follow me on Twitter <laughs> to see my uh, awful jokes and outfit photos. The outfit photos are good. Thank the you. Alpha photos thank are you. good. The jokes are also good. You, you do good Everybody makeup good as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That means a lot, especially because I don't have any on right now. Well, you look. You also look good now. Um, I'll say. Can you say your handle? Naturally beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my handle's Grabiel, uh, and oh. I'm making a boob honking motion with my hands. <laughs> um, that's a callback to having huge boobs. But uh, <laughs> Grabby, G R A B B Y E L L E. Like Gabrielle, but Gabby, yeah. Perf. I I do think, yeah, they should have just cast you as that girl and you would have been able to speak to your experiences. Yeah. And maybe Amy Poehler should have listened to more authentic comedians with big naturals. Listen Mm -hmm. to comedians with big naturals. I was going to (laughs) say women, but then I went for the whole thing. Comedians in high schools with big naturals. (laughs) Comedians with big naturals in high schools. That's like the... You know, in cars, getting coffee. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was. Okay. <laughs> that, that was Under you the Bleachers, our it. podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Uh, don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen, you can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at, at bleachers, bleacher teens. Bleacher teens. Also, subscribe to our brand new Patreon to kick us some support, especially if you can't get enough and want some added perks and want us to ask you questions at patreon.com slash under the bleachers pod. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers. <laughs>